the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, we're not live at Millburgers today, and it's going to be a little bit of a, a different show today. Um, like we're recording it, and I said last week that I would explain why. Uh, Jerry and Calvin are uh, at uh, the memorial for Paul Cox uh, today, uh, or, well, today's being Saturday. Uh, but we're recording this on Thursday, and I'm sorry, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, is going to be a little awkward. I'm glad we're doing it, but it is going to be a little different, a little awkward. But uh, Charles Martelli of Millburgers said, well, you know what? Why don't we do this? Paul was so involved in, in horticulture in San Antonio, and let's do an on-air tribute. So we'll spend the first hour just kind of reminiscing. We're going to br- invite some guests on to talk about uh, their remembrances of Paul who passed away. Has it been? It's been more than a month now, hasn't it? It seems like it. Yeah. And uh, let's see. So I, let's, we're just going to start. So you'll learn more about Paul and uh, the folks that loved him and all that. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll share some of that with you guys. Where do we start? Honestly, I don't know where to begin. Well, of course, well, the reason that we're uh, uh, talking about a memorial and everything is that, that he was an outstanding botanist. He was worthy of uh, being recognized with... Uh, uh, a lot of the other famous Texas uh, horticulturists and botanists, and uh, he was the one that was uh, closest to us. Now, of course, Greg and and Jerry uh, were involved with uh, some of the others that are uh, famous in Texas horticultural history, but uh, I think Paul Paul was was on the radio show quite often, mm-hmm. and when Jerry was absent, uh, had to go give a presentation or uh, visit Tennessee. Uh, Paul, for a number of years, uh, took his place, and uh, he is uh, an interesting person. He was just super knowledgeable, unbelievable, I think, both yeah. Jerry and I see him as the the person to d- identify plants in our area. Nobody was better than him. Now, that's the truth. Y'all, people would call in when Paul was here, <laughs> and we would just promote the fact uh-huh. Paul Cox is sitting in for Dr. Parsons today. If you want identification, call now. Especially and, for Lisa. Yes, Lisa. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lisa probably misses Paul. Uh, call in with all your uh, flea market uh, purchases that you want to identify. And it wouldn't take Paul very long to identify him. No. Most cases. Yeah, yeah they were just, it's green, and then Paul... He'd have it. It's uh, but uh, and what was great, and I, I I truly thought this was wonderful, is one of the things that Paul did that I thought was so helpful 
and so cool is Paul would say, that's a such and such tree, it sounds like. And if you want to see a great specimen of that, mm-hmm. there's one right there on North New Braunfels and blah, 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 <laughs> Agarita, and you can see it right on the corner. And it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, he knew where our specimen trees were. Yeah. Well, um, and uh, we've... Both of us, uh, well, I think everybody that dealt with him had the ex- experiences too, where, where he would, he was on a constant lookout for specimens that were important to him or that were rare, and uh, there was there was several times when I stopped at stop signs, and I heard the door open, <laughs> and he's jumped out to go look at something. Just a minute, I'll be just a minute there. Yet, Paul, we're in a <laughs> road here. And uh, he would uh, identify, and he'd come back, and, you know, and say it was the uh, orchid tree, and, uh, and yeah. he hadn't seen one of those since he'd been in Brazil or someplace. <laughs> uh, but uh, he was so. He, so we got a, a person that's got this unbelievable horticultural knowledge, and he gave a lot of presentations. He was a good presenter. He is uh, had a very unusual personality too. <laughs> that was the least quirky, would you say? And, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and and the and the thing is, you you feel I was going to feel a little uncomfortable, you know, talking about it. But I am fairly confident that Paul would not mind if we called him quirky or the fact <laughs> that his sense of humor was very dry and a little off the wall. And, well, and I think I think his wife Michelle has kind of reinforced that too. Uh, yeah, and she, you know, when when she's talk. We're talking about the memorial that we're going to speak on behalf of Paul. And she's kind of reminding us that Paul was a great horticulturist, but Paul was also weird in terms of of his sense of humor. That's uh, his wife talking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, but, I mean, I think she just wanted us not to— not to forget that that was part of his personality that he enjoyed, and he uh, made a point. I mean, we've got—I'm sure that we've—maybe uh, we'll come out in this show uh, where there's, we've got experiences with Paul where he—well, we've, we've both—Jerry and I have both been in presentations <laughs> and where— We've uh, say say it was most a lot of people knew Paul as a as a pre- presenter, but I I had invited him to sev- several presentations, new audiences, and I always had to rem- uh, remind people that Paul's sense of humor was a little bit. So I always caught myself <laughs> saying, "This is why that's funny." <laughs> or, or, yeah, don't you get that, <laughs> Paul? You know, and yeah. Paul, Paul. Paul would always uh, get a kick out of that too, and he'd look look over there and expect some <laughs> kind of her, her, her harassment. Uh, and then he, uh, Milton, at least uh, at least one time I can remember when he he about got to shut off the radio because of the. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, the off the wall uh, sense of humor was a little too <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> that was that a uh, April Fool's Day or the yeah. e- the Easter event? Yeah, that <laughs> Easter event. And it was sort of based on I had read something where uh, it had been a horrible idea that um, a uh, I think some place that had all this foliage had had a, a bunny release. 
And so they just <laughs> tore through the foliage. And I said, oh, we should do that, Paul. We're going to do the uh, – that the Botanical Gardens is doing a bunny release and uh, for Easter where the kids can go catch the bunnies and stuff like that. And, kind of like a rodeo thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Paul kind of added – yeah, exactly, the bunny rodeo. And then Paul added the – Took it to a different level when he added. Now, to make it fair for the kids, we're just going to take their back legs and cut oh, the uh, little man. tendons so they're hobbled a little so. bit. Or at least staple their feet together. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And uh. it was just, oh, Paul, man, why'd you go there? But, yeah. You was, know, you know, and I I just didn't think about it. I get, I'm sure it wasn't a coincidence, but we we did never we never got a— uh, Award for any of our holiday shows after that. No, <laughs> no, no experience. Yeah. Right. May not have been the a coincidence. Gardner, yeah, the garden writers. We used to get a, uh, awards for some of our radio shows, but uh, since that one, we <laughs> I, we uh, keep, were put out of the running. I think it was a little bit too much for uh, a lot of our audiences. <laughs> we all keep talking. I'm going to see if I can get our first guest on the phone in a second. So y'all keep talking. Okay. What What about no, Jerry, are you going to uh, another thing was he uh, all the work he did on uh, plants, protecting endangered plants, and then yeah. recognizing new plants. Well, the the <laughs> I would I ask his wife to send me uh, Paul's resume, uh-huh. and that's what this is right here. I put it on plantanswers.com. dot com, and. Uh, uh, I had to. I was amused that uh, when he he graduated from uh, McKinney High School up in McKinney, Texas, the other side of Dallas, in 1970, and he was bestowed with the uh, the uh, uh, title of most talented. Really, I, not I, just I, most creative, but no, most no, talented. Yeah, right. I, I wish. Uh, We'd known that uh, oh, before. Could have harassed him. Yeah, we could have had him uh, sing a song or yeah. do a dance. And or, I've tried or to tried like to discover where they got all this t- yeah. talent from. Uh, <laughs> identified talent. But anyway, uh, talking about identifying the plants, which you mentioned, um, uh, we, I had the opportunity. To go to Europe with uh, as a uh, horticultural expert and tour guide for a uh, a uh, uh, one of these uh, garden tours, uh-huh. and I don't know if any of you've ever been on a garden tour, but uh, uh, I knew right quick that I wasn't going to be able to identify all the plants over there in Europe. I can barely identify them here uh, in San Antonio. but uh, So I decided to get Paul to go with me. Uh, it was a good choice in plant material uh-huh. identification. But uh, <laughs> Paul's interesting to travel with, to say the least. And uh, those we'd be on those buses. Of course, you've got a... People average 70, 70 mm-hmm. years old. About our age. Retired. <laughs> yeah, retired. And uh, this was 1984. And uh, 
they paid some good money, paid big money to be on this mm-hmm. tour. So uh, every time they would see uh, some blooming tree or, or some type of tree at the bus window, uh, they would uh, ask, what is that? What is that tree? Now, the the problem was <laughs> that uh, we'd see that tree more than once, and they would ask for an ID more than once. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul handled that. When Paul when we, Paul first got on the bus with with this crowd in the seventies, um, Paul looked a little rough. You know, he he I called him the old hippie. Yeah. Well, that that is characteristic. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's the way I always always look. But uh, they quickly realized how much plant material he knew. Uh-huh. And uh, we uh, we would uh, make these stops. Uh, I said this is a garden tour. And uh, what what uh, what really separated the separated Paul and I from the the group was when we went to Versailles in France. And uh some of the that's probably the best gardens in the world there. Uh put together by for, for centuries. Uh they also had a tour uh at Versailles where you could go in and see the Hall of Mirrors. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> And guess where all of our people with the garden tour went? The Hall of Mirrors. There you go. And uh, and Paul and I, uh, he was just fascinated because they would have different areas. The way that's planted, uh, they have different areas of different tree species that were planted 100 years ago. Uh-huh. I mean, they got the date that they were planted in there. And uh, Paul, would he'd go in there into the oak area and uh, just go crazy by looking at some oaks that he'd never seen and things like that. And uh, we we would rush from one one planting, one section to another. And we only had a, uh, about an hour and a half to do it. When we got back to the bus, all of the lay, all the gardeners, quote unquote, were sitting in the bus, mad because we had not come. And uh, I got I, I I lost it. I, I'm afraid. And I told those people, I said, listen. <laughs> You have just visited one of the best gardens in the world. And you got off this bus and went to see the Hall Hall of Mirrors and uh, rather than this beautiful garden and a historical garden and uh and then ran back to the, to the, to the bus and didn't see the plants at all. Mm-hmm. You people are not gardeners. <clears throat> And so I, I was I had to sit how down did, and cool off a little. Yeah, bit. how did Paul react to that? <laughs> he 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 and I were thinking along the same line because I mean, it was obvious that 
we were the only one tourist out there. It was raining. It was a misty rain. And uh, I had cameras, and I was taking pictures and everything. But uh, they, they, all the people on the tour didn't care, huh. didn't, didn't, didn't care about it. But uh, Paul took care of them. Uh, <laughs> he still identified plants, uh, and uh, he he didn't he he'd have. Um, we had other tour guides uh, on that on other buses, and uh, when they didn't know what a plant was, they would come to him to Paul and ask him what that what that plant was. And he'd tell them. And then they would say something stupid like, are you, are you sure that's the right plant, for plant name for that plant? And, he, and Paul was very polite to them. So after they did that about 20 times, I pulled Paul aside. I said, the next time they say that, are you sure? Just walk away and tell them, give it your own name or something like that, because he he was right on the money with those uh, those plants even in Europe, and so he was an amazing guy uh, to know all that plant material. He was uh, he got his uh, uh, bachelor of science from Stephen F. Austin University. And his master of some science. of the some of the best horticulturists I know have gone to Stephen oh, F. Austin. Lord. <laughs> some of the worst I know of too. <laughs> and he got his master of science in botany from Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. And uh, the deal was, you know, he didn't have a horticulture degree. He naturally came by that uh, that uh, forestry uh, notification. Or, or knowledge. The first time I met uh, Paul Cox was, uh, I guess it had had to be in the '78, something like that. I came in '74, and uh, we were accompanying a tour uh, with uh, Dr. Robert Durs, Bob Durs. Uh, who was the first county horticulturist we had in the area, and uh, Tom Keeter, who was a a renowned uh, horticulturist that worked on the river, river, river walk. And uh, he he, uh, took care of the river walk, told what it was planted to, to be planted down there and everything else. So he was a very knowledgeable plant person. And, um, we went up to see what was to become Lost Maples Park, and uh, of course, I'm I was from Tennessee, fresh from Tennessee, where the uh, like East Texas, where they have fall color. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, leaves beautiful in in the, in the fall. So uh, uh, when I I wasn't not impressed with the Lost Maples Park. Because, What's that uh, mean, Milton? <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's the first time I ever met him. And uh, what impressed me more about anything uh, before I met him, 
Tom Keeter, who's like I said, a renowned horticulturist, there was a city uh, work for the. Uh, he was in charge of the city parks uh, for a long time, but anyway, he said, "I said, who is this Paul Cox?" And he said, "He's the best tree man I've ever seen." Hmm. Now, coming from Paul, from uh, Tom Keeter. That's a big recommendation. Let's use that as an opportunity to take a quick break. You're listening to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. We're sharing our memories of Paul Cox, and we'll be back in a moment. We'll try to reach out to some other folks and have them as part of the show, too, on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. It's a Texas Superstar Week at Millburgers, and they're featuring Texas Superstars on their sale items. What's a Texas Superstar? These are plants that have been shown to do well throughout Texas to take all our conditions and thrive. And you want Texas Superstars in your garden, and you want to head over to Millburgers this week to save. Like Vinca, the Cora Series is on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.88 cents each. Texas Lilac Vitex. Have you seen them blooming all around town? If you want one in your yard, they're just eighteen eighty eight in a three-gallon container. Gold Star Esperanza are absolutely beautiful. They're a Texas superstar, and they're on sale in the 12-inch pot for just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on Duranta. This beautiful bloomer is a Texas superstar in the 12-inch pot for just sixteen eighty eight. You can find these and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull 40 Road. Learn more online at MillburgerNursery.com. Dear John, I was hoping you wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking, but no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Spider-Man Pest Control, your web of protection since 1976. Warren Remy started this great business in 1976, and he has been helping businesses and homeowners to remain pest-free. And here's why I bring up businesses, because I think it's so important, and that is you're inconvenienced by ants, and you're inconvenienced by roaches or spiders, but for businesses that like restaurants or other places, their livelihood depends upon Spider-Man's ability to get rid of those roaches or get rid of those rats or get rid of even bats is where I first heard of Spider-Man Pest Control and gave him a call. So if you need to get rid of these pests in your home, well, you can trust Spider-Man knows how to do it. And he'll even take a look at the house, find out where they're coming from and build that web of protection for your whole home. So give them a call, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or find them online at GoSpidermanPest.com. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age, and this 
this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're the first hour of today's show. We're remembering and paying tribute with some of his friends, uh, uh, Paul Cox, uh, who has been around San Antonio, as you can tell, uh, the botanical world and horticulture for uh, quite a few years and played a big part of it. We're going to visit with Mark Peterson, who we've had on the show quite frequently from the San Antonio Water System. And let's see if I can make this happen. Mark, are you there? I am. Cool. Well, yeah, I know that when I asked you to be a part of the show uh, and uh, and kind of share your memories, you had no problems. You were like, this is great. I, I want to talk about Paul. So, in fact, everybody I called did that. So, uh, yeah, we're just kind of sharing. Um, where do you want to start? Well, we oh, go ahead. let's let's alert him that we we talked about uh, Paul and his sense of humor, and of course we emphasized his his horticulture knowledge. And Jerry gave a pretty <laughs> detailed uh, report on his uh, the, their trip to Europe, Europe. together. Oh Lord, <laughs> the, the, the infamous European hey, how, trip. How, actually, do you know how long that uh, Paul worked at the botanical garden? That was basically his. Is one job, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I want to say uh, they built the San Antonio Botanical Garden in 79. Hmm. So, uh, 79, and I'm thinking the latter part of the 90s, maybe? I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, so a very long time. He was there from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, and and helped, uh, helped with the design and the implementation and uh, several horror stories uh, <laughs> because yeah so uh, it it has a unique portion of it in the back is recreation of the East Texas area and they had to bring in dump trucks I mean dump truck after dump truck after dump truck uh, poteet sand to recreate this quote East Texas area so um, they, 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 it was going on day and night, literally. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going. It was literally day and night that they were bringing in these dump trucks. Yeah, I've uh, I got this Parsons. I got uh, uh, a resume that uh, she and Paul put together. Michelle and Paul. Michelle and Paul put <laughs> together, uh, and it it lists on there that. Uh, Paul came to city, San Antonio in uh, 1977 and was through Ju- uh, July as horticulturist too. 
for the city of San Antonio. Then after the Botanical Center uh, was uh, built, uh, created, uh, Paul was the San Antonio Botanical Center supervisor from 1980 to 1988. Well, that was kind of close. For eight years. (laughs) And then then after that... (laughs) He went from supervisor to uh, botanical center acting superintendent. He's the big boss uh, from for two years, nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety. And uh, then, when the, I guess they got uh, Eric Chance, uh was was appointed uh, the super super acting supervisor superintendent. Um, and uh, then, uh, so uh, 1995 to 1998, he was assistant superintendent. And then uh, that particular director left. From 1998 to 2000, he was, again, acting superintendent. <laughs> I used to kid people that... Uh, he was acting superintendent longer than we actually had a superintendent. I counted him up. For six years, uh, he was a superintendent of the uh, San Antonio Botanical Garden. And, um, Without ever being the, re- the full. Right, right. Mark, why, why, why do you think that was? Do you have an opinion of that? Uh, oh, I have many opinions, um, but uh, the radio precludes me for having any of those. Speaking of those, you know, uh, Paul was unique in many, many ways, and he didn't fit quite the norm or the view of what other people thought a director should be. Right. Uh, even though he knew. Uh, <laughs> much more than any director could. Uh, he was just, he was bald, he wasn't going to change, and <laughs> I, I kind of appreciated that with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, he would, he would never dress up. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jerry was talking about projects that he worked with, uh, with Paul. Did you have projects that you all worked on together? Well, it just so happened yeah. that um, being with the State Forest Service, um, I had to uh, have my office at the pleasure of the city of San Antonio. And originally it was in one of the basements uh, at downtown City Hall. And then they put me at the Botanical Gardens. So I had an office uh, at the Botanical Gardens. Uh, and so there were many projects uh, that Paul and I did with the trees on the botanical gardens. Uh, I remember last week or a couple of weeks ago, we we're talking. Uh, Jerry was talking about uh, Dr. Moy, and uh, you'd always converse with Dr. Moy through Paul. Uh, and then Paul later on confessed he didn't know what Dr. Moy was talking about. <laughs> uh, my office was with Dr. Moy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And, and the same thing. People would come in, and Dr. Moy would uh, speak, and they would look at me, and I would translate. <laughs> Wait a minute. scary because after about six or seven months, I started to understand him. <laughs> and uh, not all the not all the way, but you know, I could 
figure out what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but projects, um, yeah, Paul and I did projects. Uh, a lot of it was in the development of the endangered species. So we would go out and look for certain endangered species that the Botanical Gardens was going to, uh, to populate and create and try to reintroduce, reintroduce into the wild. Yeah. Uh, to talk about hard to understand, Mr. Moore, uh, the uh, I was I was out there working in the garden one day, and I looked up and uh, David, what's his last name? It worked for Saul's, David and Mr. My so, David, yeah, My David, yeah, David Abrego, Abrego, there you go. Mm. And uh, Mr. Moore was, uh, and David is from uh, what Guatemala? Pa- pa- no, Panama. Panama. And uh, he speaks a little broken English, too. And uh, he and Mr. Moore were standing there acting like they were talking to each other. So I, I had all I could take. I walked over to, to Mr. Moore and Paul, uh, David and said, Hey, you, neither one of you know what the other one is saying. <laughs> so don't act like you know what you're conversing over here. Talking to Mark Peterson and, and remembering Paul Cox's first hour of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Mark, and, uh, yes, that's, sir. A, that's, a, that's an interesting thing because there were uh, a lot of interesting people, uh, unique individuals, and Paul was the ringmaster. Ah, right. um, he could he could get uh, a lot of work out of a lot of different people. We, we know Robert, and he learned... Uh, sign language because Robert was deaf mute, and you know there's Mr. Cox and a whole cast of characters. Uh, oh, Steve Lowe, and uh, uh, I forget all, all the different workers that were there. Um, but but Paul was the ring um, was the ringmaster, and he could get everybody to work and work together. Yeah, and I always appreciated that with him. And good good projects. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what were some of the trees, the endangered trees that you guys helped to propagate uh, and bring well, back? There, there was one tree, um, I think it was called the Harvard Oak or uh, something similar. It grows in North Texas only in very sandy, sand barrens. Uh, there was Penstemon. Uh, I think it's actually now introduced into the market. I think that's wow. the... Uh, Big salvia or the big pinstamen. Uh, we look at that. There was uh, uh, snowbells, Texas snowbells. Um, that's still kind of hard to find, uh, but uh, that was another one we worked on. We could only find in areas where there were no goats or or, or deer. <laughs> so it's very hard to find in the hill country. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the Paul worked on a project on those snow snow. Snowbells, sort of snowbells, and I used to kid him about it all the time. He said uh, they would they would grow plants over at the botanical garden, and then uh, take them up and put them back into the wild. Were you you ever on one of those trips? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, along Bear and, Creek and, or yeah, other places yeah, uh, north the, of Bernie, we tried yeah, to do yeah. some plantings. Yeah, the only place they could dig at Milton in the hill country <laughs> is next to the creek. Okay, that and, makes sense. And, and so uh, they would thrive; they would do well next to the creek until the first flood came. Oh, <laughs> oops! <laughs> <laughs> and wash them all away. <laughs> 
So I was just a kid. We had, another, we had a couple of good spots that were like, <laughs> they, were, they were at this outcropping over a stream. And we'd fence <laughs> them, keep all the deer and everything around. And, and yeah, sure enough, that when the first flood would come, they would fall oh. into the creek. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what else? Uh, what else comes to mind when you think about working with Paul and uh, well, Paul? What well, do you, I mean, Mark, what do you think? Uh, Paul, how Paul would react, and our uh, fact that we've embraced Porterweed finally after harassing him so long <laughs> about that we would just blow him off because it was such an ugly name. Well, I mean, who would? Well, want this is, uh, I, I have not accepted it until just just recently last <laughs> last year. I finally came around. I'm, I I accept I accepted Porter Reed as a plant. Oh. Yeah, it's an amazing, uh, it's amazing but, uh, weed. But uh, yeah, he he did love the the gray uh, the gray fuzzy sticky thorny plant uh, above all. <laughs> yeah, I never could make him understand that uh, that's that's not a those are not plants that you promote. You know, gray and thorny. Well, I, I think uh, last week or so, the, you, the gentlemen, uh, you, uh, the, the plants were coming out uh, out of the nursery, and they're all in bloom, like Vitax and, and other things. And, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Jerry mentioned that you have to have the plant blooming in order for it to sell in the nursery. Right. And Paul never quite understood that, <laughs> that aspect of it. He loved the plants. and He loved yeah. the plants, yeah. It, 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 it very he had had uh, he was very uh, he very like um, um, Lynn Lowry, mm, yeah, who, who's yeah. a native plant person and uh, one of Paul's friends too, and uh, they they'd always go around and see these bizarre <laughs> plants that uh, they thought were wonderful that. Uh, that I ought to be promoting, but uh, never happened. <laughs> so, did you have you mentioned uh, some of the ones that uh, were successful uh, that he? No, we got uh, about a, got about two minutes. Hit on some of those, if you. Oh, so, so there's the desert willow, the bubba, mm-hmm, which I see a lot uh, around town, and uh, the viburnum, the Lord Byron, which is named after his eldest son. Right. It's a cross uh, between a couple of native. Sterile, yeah, sterile. Very it's nice. Nice um, And then also all the work that he did encouraging Moy with all the citrus and the hibiscus, uh, all those things. He had a hand in that, and I think uh, he should be recognized uh, for for those as well as Mr. Moy. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I don't think Mr. Moy has gotten the credit that he deserved. That's my own personal opinion. Well, Mark, thank you for coming on the show, and we'll and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, and remember, Paul Cox loved puns, Star Trek, and Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's remember him on that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Mark. All right. Goodbye. Bye bye. You take care. 
Yeah, it's nice to, to visit with Mark on that. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. We'll try to visit with uh, uh, some more folks and uh, do some more remembrances of Paul in just a moment. If you're uh, just tuned in, we're remembering Paul Cox, horticulturist, an important horticulturist here in San Antonio who passed away a couple weeks ago uh, here in San Antonio and just kind of remembering him because he not only touched the lives of people who didn't even know him through the plants that he introduced, but also many of the people uh, that knew him. He touched their lives significantly. So we'll revisit this and, and come back in just a moment on 930 AM. This is Milberger's Gardening South Texas, and this is The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's a Texas Superstar Week at Millburgers, and they're featuring Texas Superstars on their sale items. What's a Texas Superstar? These are plants that have been shown to do well throughout Texas to take all our conditions and thrive. And you want Texas superstars in your garden, and you want to head over to Millburgers this week to save. Like Vinca, the Cora series is on sale in the four-inch pot for just 88 cents each. Texas Lilac Vitex, have you seen them blooming all around town? If you want one in your yard, they're just eighteen eighty-eight in a three-gallon container. Gold Star Esperanza are absolutely beautiful. They're a Texas superstar, and they're on sale in the 12-inch pot for just nineteen eighty-eight. You'll save on Duranta, this beautiful bloom. Is a Texas superstar in the 12 inch pot for just $16.88. You can find these and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Learn more online at MillburgerNursery.com. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's only two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Visit us at lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Sometimes President Trump puts his foot in his mouth when he doesn't have to. In an interview with former Bill Clinton operative and current ABC News anchor George Stephanopoulos, the president said he would not necessarily inform the FBI if a foreign government provided dirt on his political opponents. Not only does the comment give his opponents, including those in Congress who want to impeach him, more fuel for their effort, it is completely unnecessary. All of the Democrats, from Joe Biden's plagiarism and flip-flopping to Bernie Sanders' socialism, have plenty going against them. Furthermore, the president has the issues in his favor— From the economy to record low unemployment, more jobs and job openings than ever, and a rising tide in minority communities. He should be touting that record and featuring people who have benefited from his policies at his rallies. He should also note, as Rush Limbaugh has mentioned, what is happening in California with rat-infested streets, homelessness, and filth as the future of the country if it turns socialist. That's all the dirt he needs. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love, 
However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. On today's show, at least for the first hour, and we'll try maybe a smidge into the second hour, we're remembering Paul Cox and his importance to horticulture here in San Antonio. Paul passed away, and his obituary, by the way, is at plantanswers.com. And uh, it's a terrific uh, piece that was written about Paul, and you'll find out all kinds of great information. Uh, I'm sure we will be talking about him again. And uh, Now, where did you go here? Can you hear you? I can't hello, hear you. Hello, yeah. hello. All right. Um, I'm having trouble hearing him, too. Yeah. I don't know what happened to your mic here. So, uh, I we'll tr- didn't do nothing. I know. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we, may get, we may get you another mic here. You take that for a second. No. Yeah, just, no, just, just grab that one, will you? All right. So we got Ron Smoody on the line. We're going to talk to Ron a little bit about uh he was another one that I had had no trouble finding folks to say uh good things about Paul Cox and uh Ron tell us your relationship with Paul Well I first met Paul at uh, uh at college we both attended Stephen F Austin and I had a uh, a chance meeting with him at a uh, mutual friend's house one time and but I'd heard quite a bit about him before I ever met him <laughs> and uh seems that he was uh, interested in a uh, forestry science and came to Stephen F. Austin to pursue a education in that, but soon found out that uh, he really wasn't cut out for that because it was more about growing trees and, and producing uh, uh, construction products out of them and building a sustainable forest. And And Paul's, Paul's passion uh, lie in uh, uh, learning everything he could about plants and trees and and preserving them and, and honoring them in any way he could. So he left the forestry program, and he uh, pursued a, uh, a degree in botany and, 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 and a master's degree in that as well. So I really didn't uh, catch up with Paul after that meeting until several years later, and I was working at the city of San Antonio uh, as a city forester, and uh my boss, Tom Keeter, came in one day and laid a huge uh, sheaf of plans down on the table at our ritual afternoon meeting and announced that we were going to build a botanical gardens. And uh, the questions flew, who, what, where, and why, and and uh, everything was answered, but who, and that remained. And Tom was pretty loyal to his alma mater, A&M, as evidenced by his staff. <laughs> I was the 
only odd man out there, uh, coming from Stephen F. Austin. Uh, he was obviously in a bind when he hired me. <laughs> <laughs> you so, talking about uh, Tom Keaton? I was, hope, I was hoping, and but I knew very well that he'd probably go back to the A&M in his search for uh, somebody to build this botanical garden. Seems so, reasonable to me, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> but something happened and uh and tom was very well connected in uh in in the plant world and uh a friend of his that ran the botany department and that Stephen f austin said you really need to come by here and check out a guy uh i've got somebody i think just completely fits your bill and and uh tom tom reluctantly went <laughs> he went to a&m <laughs> Went to Stephen F. Austin and came back, and uh, uh, we were all sitting at the table hoping that he'd drop a hint, and he, he never did. And so later that day, I caught up with him, and I forced the question. And he said that uh, he had some good candidates at A&M. Everything was, went great there, but he went to Stephen F. Austin, and he said, you know, this guy showed up in a T-shirt, worn-out blue jeans <laughs> and tennis shoes, and introduced himself and after a couple of remarks he looked at me and said let's go to the field and i said well what happened and and long story short tom said that is the best plantsman i ever met in my life and the rest is history brought him back to the mechanical center and 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 uh paul was the the thread that that persevered the entire construction of the uh, botanical gardens and and spent spent his life's work and his career there. Were, weren't you weren't you uh, his boss? Yes, I was. That's uh, what but I, I don't. Uh, but I don't think anybody could be Paul's <laughs> boss. Uh, you know, yeah, people several, like Paul. Several we people were very tried. fortunate to have have them around, and and we just. I, I'll, I'll say that I may have been his boss, but I'd rather call myself his facilitator yeah he he, uh, he often spoke of you so as, as as folks go to the botanical garden are there certain things that really have his fingerprints all over them you know uh, Paul started uh, up there it was the, the locals called it snake hill it was kind of a 30 plus acres area covered with uh, south texas and and central texas brush and thorns and uh Pretty much everything that you see there, the uh, the uh, children's garden, the, the Japanese garden, the garden for the blind, all the exhibits of the eco-regions of Texas, uh, the conservatory, he had a hand in all of them. Right. Good did. Wow. And, and were these kind of his inspiration in the sense of he was saying, hey, why don't we do this? Or... Was it his job to make kind of take everybody else's vision and make it happen? I think it was a combination of the two. Okay. You know, any any project, you know, uh, there's a planning session and then there's a construction session, and, and uh, within those two, uh, Paul's talents got mixed in there. <laughs> yeah, he he would take the plan and then make it his own. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's one of the reasons uh, <laughs> he'd get uh, get in trouble sometimes with his supervisor. <laughs> Paul's Paul's favorite saying was, uh, 
you know, uh, do it and ask for forgiveness later. There you, you know? go. <laughs> well, and about ha- half the time he, he was uh, right. I mean, he did his yeah. ideas were better oh, sure. than the original plan. And then, of course, the other half of the time. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem didn't was I think sometimes he did not uh, retreat from his <laughs> his uh Suggested changes to the plans as, as uh, easily as he might, and uh, so he, <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was uh, alternately uh, stubborn, stubborn. Uh, yeah, I guess that would be it. <laughs> stubborn but brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he had he had a a love for the city too. It, it amazed me. You know, I never realized it. In all the years I've known him, the time I spent with him, I really didn't realize that he hadn't spent a lot more time in uh, San Antonio, no. I didn't realize he graduated from McKinney. I, I always thought of him as just being a San Antonio person. It just seemed like he loved the community so yeah, much. Yeah, he did. He certainly did. Yeah, Paul, uh, you know, he was he was managing one of the, the jewels of our culture, and I think he, he pretty well immersed himself in San Antonio's culture, and he was active in a in a lot of facets uh, with the community and, and, and as evidenced by the many uh, many days of that they had at the botanical gardens like the chocolate day or or the uh, the arts and crafts fairs that were put on there with the old time blacksmiths and wool weavers and all of that and you don't know, he, he, don't forget Viva Botanica and and Viva Botanica I'll, I'll never forget the first one <laughs> We really didn't know what to expect, and then all of a sudden we, we, we went to the front of the botanical gardens where the security guard says, we have a problem. And we went up there, and it looked like a Who concert that they hadn't opened yeah. the doors yet, and people were pressed up against the, door, the walls there while we opened the doors, and we just took the money and we entrance fees and we stuffed them in grocery sacks and we filled the whole garden and we said oh my god yeah. I, th- I think that viva botanica probably introduced more people to the botanical garden than any other event they've ever had now was that paul's yeah, paul's idea yeah and his... well it was paul and uh, betty hughes betty yeah. hughes betty hughes yeah and uh they they were the good big guns on that Gosh, we uh, you mentioned Betty's name when we should have. Uh, hopefully, we'll see Betty uh, uh, at the Saturday. event on Saturday. At the memorial. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we will. I I'm bet sure you will. we will. Yeah. So that's that's great, Ron. Yeah, Ron, I know your time is limited. What else uh, can you kind of help us well, remember, Paul? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd just kind of like to sum it up that there are very few people that are legends in their own time and, and Paul certainly Paul certainly was one his uh his his knowledge of the the plant world and was was un, 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 unsurpassed you know in, in this part of the United States uh, I can't say enough about the man and, and usually when you meet a person that is that brilliant they don't have a very comprehensive personality but paul was a whole he, he had a sense of humor he had a sense of responsibility he could talk to a gardener or he could talk to a ceo of an oil company and get along just fine he was a 
uh, an exceptional man. That's true. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Oh, you're welcome, and I will hopefully see you guys on Saturday. All right. Thanks, Ron. Good to hear from you. You take care. Thanks for letting us talk to you today. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, that's Ron Smoody, and we're just kind of remembering the rest of the hour, uh, Paul. And and I don't know the answer to this next question, and that is, where did why the the love of plants? Clearly, Paul immersed himself in, in horticulture and and plants uh, more than than most. But where did that come from? Well, I don't. I'm I'm thinking that I, I think that there's a. Maybe a majority of people have a love of plants, but Paul had an ability to uh, convert that love into to, to action. I mean, he just okay. Yeah, he he did not just take a, a brief look at a plant. He saw a plant in terms of its ecology and its yeah. environment, how it fit into his city in San Antonio and everything. So. Yeah, he was he was ex- exceptional, and 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 just knowing the, knowing him briefly, there also seemed to be a strong desire to share that with with others that you should like this too, and here's how it can help you. Here's how he, you can have that same joy that I do. You know, and that's something we haven't emphasized that he was uh, an excellent educator. I mean, his book he wrote a yeah he wrote a book Texas wow. Trees Even a Friendly it, Guide. It doesn't have a lot of. Colored pictures. Yeah, Jerry that was Jerry would always pick on him for that. But he and Patty Leslie did a great job uh, that we use we his anecdotal information on all of those trees that we we see in Texas uh, is very valuable, and uh, gave presentations all the time. We we mentioned the fact that you uh, sometimes you had to get a little used to his <laughs> sense of humor. But, uh, I, Ron, I was surprised, Ron. Ron almost made him sound like a uh, conventional, you know, talking to the oil company CEO. Yeah. But uh, he was, he was in fact, really pretty unique <laughs> and, and uh, had had to be, uh, I mean, that, that, that caught everybody's attention, too. It was uh, yeah. <laughs> his knowledge and then his uh, interesting personality. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like, uh, like it, Ron was saying, though, him come to the interview in uh, yeah, sure. in the jeans, blue, blue jeans and t-shirt. That Paul got. Yeah, very non- nonconformist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was his way. Or yeah. I never forget on the tour. Uh, that was back in the days where they were really checking for drugs, drug testing, and uh, our tour guide got up and said, uh, t- told all those people, seventy-year-old people, said. Uh, Y'all don't have to worry about being directed. They're not looking for people like you. What they are, who they are looking for? <laughs> oh no! And Paul planted the Paul Cox. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he turned red as a beat. You know, you said something too that uh, I thought of uh, as well as one of our moments on the show. Uh, now, Paul had won competitions in plant identification. Oh yeah, I I know that it was you know. Very, very patient, mm. uh, except that occasionally, um, and his his delivery was so deadpan, so I think someone did come up to the show and said, do you know what this is? Mm-hmm. And he said, it's uh, it's this. Yeah. And they said, are you sure? And he said, yeah, it's this, here's why, so on and so forth. And he goes, no, no, I don't think that's it. Yeah. And in the deadpan, 
only you had to be listening for it. He said, well, what would you like it to be? Uh, <laughs> and see, then, I trained him in that on the tour. It's okay. Uh, well, no, we, wait, but there's a lot of people that are like that. Yeah. Well, we were, we were, there were a lot of times when we, when he did that identification, he would he would get a little impatient with it. You know, he'd, he'd been right so many times. Oh, yeah. And so I always caught myself saying, this is Paul Cox. You know, if Paul doesn't know what it is, <laughs> yeah. most nobody else knows what it is. Yeah. So I'm accepting what Paul Cox says. Yeah, he used to answer the, uh, we didn't mention that uh, Paul answered all the questions from all over the world on plant identification on plantanswers.com. Wow. I didn't so, remember that. Uh, every time I'd get a picture from somebody, I would send it to Paul. And uh, his, his, uh, his claim to fame was always that he had never, they'd never stumped him with a picture. Wow. Hey, we have to, to get caught up with the news here. So I'm going to encourage you. We're going to try to reach out to one more person. I don't know what will happen, but this <laughs> has been nice reminiscing. And I want to encourage you to go to plantanswers.com. You can read more about Paul because San Antonio is sprinkled uh, with the influence of Paul and horticulture uh, in San Antonio. So go read that and you'll find out more. We'll take a break. Thanks to Millburgers for letting us do this. Uh, but we'll come back with more uh, gardening uh, stuff right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number 210. Well, see, I almost did it. I almost gave the number. Uh. Hey, um, <laughs> listen, we want to, uh, there was one more person that wanted to be a part of this, and that's Greg Grant. We had a little trouble getting hold of him. Uh, so we're going to talk to him, and he'll finish out uh, our conversations about uh, Paul Cox and uh, kind of his contributions and his and Greg's experience uh, with, uh, with Paul as well uh, today on our show. But... Uh, I know, Greg, when I called you, you were like, yep, I'm a Paul Cox fan. I want to be a part of this. So uh, we wanted to make Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. One thousand percent. That's pretty cool. The, uh, we, you know, you you seem to know your stuff, too. So <laughs> I imagine uh, you also know your horticulturist. Is that is that accurate? Absolutely. And Paul wasn't just a – he was everything I love. He was a, was a botanist, and I, um, I'm sort of a botanical horticulturist. He was sort of a horticultural botanist, and so he knew botany – uh, better than me, better than most people. And, of course, he was a good horticulturist, too, but he was, he was a nice person, and he was a teacher. And, of course, I'm the son of two teachers, and I teach, I've taught college, and I teach adults now. And so he was always teaching, and he was always friendly, never taught down to anybody, including me. I was the most obnoxious young horticulturist you can imagine. When I showed up in San Antonio, you had Amen. a Greg. Wow, no one disagreed with you, Greg. can sit down back there. I, uh, and he never once said, shut up, you're the stupidest person I've ever heard. Yeah. He just jumped right in, took the things I was interested in, added to those, built on that, showed me cool stuff, always gave me a Texas mountain laurel seed to carry around for good luck, including <laughs> some rare yellow ones that he had found. Huh. And the cool thing was, he, he went to school at SFA in East Texas, and he wasn't in East Texas by nature, 
but he loved East Texas, and he learned all of East Texas, and he created that East Texas section there at the San Antonio Botanic Garden, which, of course, I fell in love with when I moved to San Antonio because it reminded me of home. I'd go out there and crawl up a mulberry tree and pretend I was at home. <laughs> and little did I know that Paul had created that from his experience in East Texas. I mean, I couldn't even find a plant that was missing from East Texas. That's how good he was. But <laughs> nice guy, great teacher, great botanical mind, and a friend to everybody. Any tourist that walked in the botanical garden, any anybody, any student, any kid, he just jumped right in, engaged him, and started teaching, and always had a joke. Of course, I was born for jokes, and uh, I he's think, just an amazing, amazing guy. I think he was one of the one of the many that actually hired you one time, didn't he? <laughs> oh, you decided to bring that up. Yeah, I, uh, not I only did I work that. for the Texas Agricultural Extension Service with Jerry, I worked for the San Antonio Botanic Garden uh, for a while. There I, uh, you go. I'm the only guy that's worked for uh, all three branches of the land-grant university system and so many botanical gardens. One year at the Texas <laughs> Association of Botanical Gardens Arboretum meeting, they just voted that they were going to have a T-shirt that said, Greg worked here. <laughs> But, yeah, Paul, uh, not only was he a, a friend and a teacher, he was also a co-worker at, the, at one point. So he was a, he was a true go. friend. We're, we're spending a little time today remembering Paul Cox, who passed away about a month ago. And uh, it's easy to see. Uh, I want to encourage you to go to plantanswers.com. You can read more about Paul. There's a write-up there. Uh, if you don't know, if you do know him, if you were lucky enough to be blessed with uh, with knowing him and visiting with him and talking to him, uh, you know that we, we, we've we lost someone very, very important just as a person and as uh, a horticulturist, a botanist. Oh, yeah. uh, but, yeah, go read that and uh, Greg is kind of helping us to, to, to wrap this up a little bit. Uh, Greg, did you have projects that you and Paul worked on together? Because a lot of people have shared that experience, which which kind of seems yeah, to absolutely. be. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, our interest bridged several different areas, including he was into uh, rare plants and native plants. And uh, I eventually worked at the Piney Woods Native Plant Center at St. Uh, College, where he got his uh, uh, master's. Uh, and so uh, we had that interest in rare Native plants, but he also loved horticultural plants, and he loved plant introductions. Now, I have to say, Paul, uh, being a native plant guy, and of course, I love native plants, too, we always joke that he wasn't the best at picking out which plants belonged in the nursery because Paul wow. loved every plant. Yeah. And the general rule was the homelier and uglier it was, the more Paul loved it. Oh, and so, so when I worked for Lone Star Growers and, and New Product Development, if Dave Creech or Paul Cox came to me and they said they loved the plant, then Jerry and I picked out pretty quick. Those plants aren't going to make it because they're ugly <laughs> and rare, and that's why they like them. And so Paul could never distinguish between what was – he didn't want a mass market plant. He wanted something rare that everybody would cherish because it's rare. And so great horticulturist, <laughs> great botanist. Not so great for picking out plants to sell, but he loved doing it. He was always naming plants and introducing plants. There are plants in the trade that he in, introduced – because um, uh, we got no, to work together on things like when yeah. Jerry and I helped introduce a Moy Grande hibiscus. Paul has been through there, been through all the plants that I introduced, pretty much came through San Antonio. Wow. And so we overlapped on all kind of stuff. And one thing they overlapped on yeah. was naming plants. Oh, dear. Weird <laughs> names. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, Greg, Greg, here's a good Greg. example. When I worked at Lone Star Growers, um, hey, you know, another Paul found this great desert willow. Another yeah. thing that they're well, both people didn't they're both buy desert willow because they looked like a willow. They looked yeah. like they were from the desert and looked like a willow. Well, he found one, 
that uh, actually had greener leaves and it wasn't all weeping and had pretty burgundy flowers. He said, here's one that, that I think you could sell. Well, he was right on this one. And so he said, but here's the catch. I want you to call it Bubba. Yeah. Bubba. No. <laughs> and so I go to uh, Mr. Dickerson and Joe Bradbury at Lone Star Growers. And I said, here's a cool plant that I think we ought to grow. <laughs> we're already fiddling with desert. Well, I said, we got to call it Bubba. And hey, hey, Greg. Uh, said, we're not calling it Bubba. And I said, Greg. no, I'm telling you, that was the deal. <laughs> and so oh. we got introduced to the world as Bubba, and it's still bubbled, Bubba to this day. Yeah. And it was one Paul found. Hey, Greg, so, you're you're an excellent yep. excellent writer, but I also thought Paul Paul was an excellent writer, and uh, absolutely, yeah, he, uh, uh, and he had a way because you think somebody that was a you think of a botanist and a teacher and a botanical garden plant nerd wouldn't be a writer. Paul could give a talk, Paul could tell a story, and Paul could write. Yeah, and he could talk to the smartest um, botanist. He could talk to the average person. He could talk to a kid, or he could talk to somebody from China or Japan that walked in there. He was a he was amazing with the with the gift. Especially if he had somebody there to interpret his jokes. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the the jokes seem to have made an impression on everybody. His sense of humor seems to have have now, uh, it, it, left no, an impression. Everybody, there was a program, uh, some native plant meeting in Nacogdoches, a big gathering. I think it's the Lone Star Native Plant Conference. Some highbrow lady got up there to give her slide talk. Well, Paul loved to slip up there to the slide projector and slip in some off-the-wall slide. <laughs> and so you had this snooty woman, and suddenly this marginally inappropriate slide pops up in the middle of her program. Oh, my. And she visibly got angry and stayed that way. And, uh, of course, she wasn't a, a fan of Paul from that day on. And so uh, we all thought it was the funniest thing ever because Paul was used to making people laugh and people letting it ride. But, yep, she didn't. Now was Paul was proud funny. of that, or was he after afterwards? Was he kind of like, okay, maybe that was too much, or was he just proud of the? Oh, yeah, fact? when she walked across the room, beat the crap out of him. He knew, what <laughs> and then went back up there and finished your talk. So it was pretty obvious to the whole crowd. It's a rougher world than people know. And his own talks, he loved throwing in. He'd get three plant slides, and there'd be a giant dinosaur, and then three plant slides, and there'd be a three <laughs> from West Texas, and so he's famous for his for his presentations, but. Uh, that wasn't her style. <laughs> one of the one of the uh, plants that Paul named was Spank. He named it Spank. <laughs> what was Spank? I don't. It was a. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I remember you, it. You, and, you know, I think I saw it for sale at Arbor Gate Nursery. Oh in the, no! In Ball last weekend, so it, it's still around. But I, I think they dropped it, Paul's name. <laughs> what was Spank? <laughs> Don't have. Oh dear. Okay. Oh, I may not want to know. Turn off the radio. Y'all can talk about. Okay. Enough enough said. Greg names all his plants after dead people. Okay. Yeah. So they they can't they can't uh, give you any trouble. Very smart. Very smart. Yeah. One lady wrote me a three-page letter on why I should name a plant for. And I'm like, uh, first of all, you're not dead, obviously. And second of all, I don't like you. Oh, oh man. Wait a That's a two prerequisites. So Paul will definitely get a plan named Paul. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. We've, we're we're working on a, Paul found a white Sinisa behind his house. And, oh, cool. Uh, he, he tried to get me some uh, cuttings of it one year what, what, at the very last of his life. Yep. And uh, he sent somebody out there to get the cuttings, and they got the regular purple. Oh, yep. So uh, we, I've got Paul was always looking for something special. Oh, yeah, yeah. People and plants. 
But anyway, uh, yeah, those the good uh, Paul. Y'all were talking about Paul writing things. He uh, we, we know about his uh, his tree book. Tree book, right? And uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, I was lo- looking for his uh, list of uh, oh, list okay. Of here you go. Okay. Uh, he co-author uh, for Woody Plants of the Western Gulf Region. Oh, we found that on Amazon. Remember that? Did you? Yeah, Paul was shocked how much it was selling for. <laughs> it was like one copy, and it was it was like selling yeah. for fifty dollars. And it was like what? <laughs> And, hey, lady, one of my master gardeners came in and said they found one of my books today for 50 cents. And nah. so, <laughs> oh, his no. went up. Mine have gone down. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a senior co-author of Tree, Texas Trees, A Friendly yep. Guide. And uh, that's the one that had all those beautiful pictures. Uh, uh, how would you reminded of him every time uh, you every mentioned time, it. Every time, yeah. He even signed one for my mama and gave it to her when he came to visit. Oh, yeah. that was nice. He, he, I, I think I think he and Patty were talking about a revision or yeah, addition. I think to I heard that, but I don't guess that ever happened. No, nope, um, I don't believe it did. But it's a it doesn't need much revision. And he he wrote an art he wrote articles for journals like uh, Endangered Species Journal. I didn't know there was such a journal. Uh, oh yeah, he could. Uh, re- he could write scientific articles. He did lots of things for the Native Plant Society of Texas. Yeah, re- reintroduction of the Texas snowbell. Oh yeah, yeah. And yep. With those a, back in the hill country, he was. Yeah. He worked with that. And there he, wasn't a Native Plant Project that involved anything I thirty five and west that he didn't work with. Yeah, and he was a senior editor and co-author of. Uh, Texas Gardening Guide to Wildflowers. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't either. Well, he, he sure knew wildflowers. That's, oh, yeah. There wasn't a plant he didn't know. That's true. I, I, I related the deal where where uh, I took him to, took him to Europe uh, as a horticulture guide for a, a garden tour. And uh, he knew all the plants in Europe. Yeah, like I said mean, he was a real, real botanist. So he just look at a plant. Here's the family. Here's yeah. the genus, and he figured out whether he'd ever seen it or not. You're right. Very cool. Well, Greg, excellent job. I'm glad, glad we got hold of you, and I'm glad you were able to come on. Anything else you want to add? Nope. I'm gonna. I'm, oh. I love Paul, and I'll always love Paul. Yeah. Good way. Good way to close it. Thank you, Greg. All right. You'll have a Good talking to you. We'll visit with you again, man. You take care. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Well, if you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, and I think we'll we'll end that there. But I do want to encourage folks. Uh, we've kind of had a great time uh, reminiscing about Paul, and it's been sort of bittersweet. Uh, but I want to encourage them to go to PlantAnswers.com and see the uh, uh, the obituary and, and see that and and the nice write up on Paul. And clearly, if you didn't know Paul. Uh, you probably were impressed by what people had to say. And if you did know Paul and you were listening to that, you were probably smiling and saying, yep, that's absolutely right. So, uh, And Paul, Paul has been added to the oh. ranks of uh, horticulture heroes that's on plantanswers.com. He, and he joins a lot of uh, people that he used to ride the range, so to speak, with. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, J.C. Ralston and uh, Benny Simpson and 
Barden Warnock and some of those types of some of those old native plant people. Well, we got just a little bit more than five minutes left, and and I want to start focusing a little on plants and stuff. In the two in our two hour show, we got five minutes left. No, we just of this segment before we have to go to commercial break. Uh, but yeah, we were going to talk a little bit uh, about like Bubba, Bubba Desert Willow and. Uh-huh. Are we? Yeah, and we could all. And what's amazing is I didn't know much about it until obviously Paul was a part of the show and we talked about it. And then Millburgers was selling it, of course, and I saw it. And then I realized how many places use it. And it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a tough tree that loves hummingbirds. Hummingbirds seem to like it. Is that accurate, Calvin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, we, it kind of hides away until we get into real droughty. Yeah, yeah it seems weather. to really want to dry. Yeah, and then it then it shows off itself in in its performance, its drought tolerance. Um, in fact, it can it can be uh, oh threatened by too much. Oh, oh is that right? Yeah. yeah. Of course, uh, that that whole that species is is in that situation. But it's a great plant. Well, you know another another plant. You have, unless you want to talk more about Bubba, but. Uh, <laughs> The porterweed. Yeah, you know, no, that's uh, now. Yeah, that's. And that was Paul part of, uh, I know he promoted it, but was he part of uh, well, propagating it and well, trying to introduce it? I know, I remember the first call. It was like one of my very first shows where we did a call in from Paul from the, botan- the sale at the Botanical Garden, and we still got plenty of porterweed if yeah, anybody wants it. we asked him what was left. And, well, he, he promoted it for the, uh, oh, the, gar- the volunteers. That were doing plant sale, you know they, right? They identified it and they had re- reproduced it, and he had trouble selling it. <laughs> we never, we never, Jerry and I never took it real seriously, <laughs> probably because of the name. <laughs> but, yeah, that's but, what everybody uh, did. Now, in terms of uh, the butterfly uh, action Absolutely. and attention in San Antonio, that it's moved to a pro- prominent place. It's a just a a plant that hummingbirds and butterflies and all pollinators uh, like, and it's an attractive, interesting plant. It's almost think of it uh, when we think about Paul. I think about porterweed as having that same kind of a personality a little bit. Just <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you, you, it's not a plant that you go just put in front of somebody and they'll say, "Ah, oh, that's the most beautiful thing." Yeah. Or like, Paul Cox is not the person you put in front of somebody and they <laughs> say he's the most beautiful or he's the brightest you gotta you gotta work with paul a little bit to appreciate it and you do with porterweed so his beauty is kind of uh in the eyeball well yeah but you it's it's there you just have to be open to it and yeah that's right and, yeah and interested in him. yeah well of course if if you know how um bright paul is and how many neat discoveries he's made and interesting observations then then when he says something you know brings something to your attention then you say well wait a minute i better concentrate on this or i'll miss <laughs> out on, on something good and porterweed is one of those that has yeah. emerged as i was walking in i parked down in the parking lot we're at the k-loop radio station and uh one of paul's plants is on that median Oh really? Right, right where you make that corner. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, silver pony's foot. Silver. It's a. It's the ground cover, and it's uh, silver. 
Uh-huh. And uh, very, very drought tolerant. Oh, uh, okay. And the native plant. I think they've improved it, but uh, Paul and, and the botanical garden were the first ones to use that in mass plantings and, and show, uh, show how pretty it was. Yeah, that's featured. One of the featured ground covers now at Millburgers. Yeah, they, yeah. They, out there. Out there in the sod right. areas, they, there's one of them, all silver po- pony foot. Right. Really attractive. Hmm. And, and Paul claims that as one of his releases, accomplishments, as he should. Well, let's do this. Again, uh, we're going to take a break in just a second, but I want to encourage you go to plantanswers.com and uh, check it out and uh, look at the obituary again. Uh, I do think that if you if you know Paul... There may be some information that you didn't know and be surprised about, and, and it'll make you smile. And if you you didn't know him, um, or did I just say if you didn't know him? But anyway, if you didn't, if you knew him, it'll make you smile. And if well, you, you if you didn't know him, you you kind of wish you had and yeah. you missed him, and just kind of keep your eyes open. For no, those I think kind that's people. Yeah. best thing you can say about people is that yeah, I was blessed to have known him. I really consider it a, and a true you, blessing. San Antonio Express News did a good job. Of yeah. To, Two, two different uh, obituary fe- features. Too. I've got those on planet. Oh, good. good. All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll come back in just a second, and we'll talk a little more about gener- general gardening and stuff right after this on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's a Texas Superstar Week at Millburgers, and they're featuring Texas Superstars on their sale items. What's a Texas Superstar? These are plants that have been shown to do well throughout Texas to take all our conditions and thrive. And you want Texas Superstars in your garden, and you want to head over to Millburgers this week to save. Like Vinca, the Cora series is on sale in the 4-inch pot for just 88 cents each. Texas Lilac Vitex. Have you seen them blooming all around town? If you want one in your yard, they're just eighteen eighty eight in a three-gallon container. Gold Star Esperanza are absolutely beautiful. They're a Texas superstar and they're on sale in the 12-inch pot for just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on Duranta. This beautiful bloomer is a Texas superstar in the 12-inch pot for just sixteen eighty eight. You can find these and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull 40 Road. Learn more online at Millburgers burgernursery.com Do you know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager, and the answer is, it doesn't matter, because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend, without hesitation, my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com, or 210-590-7878. This is Lance Hobbes. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're surrounded by noise. Order today. Bombarded by information. Messages struggling to get attention. So many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. 
With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at SurroundSanAntonio.com. SurroundSanAntonio.com. Connecting you with new customers. On Bulverde Road, Tex Hill Middle School students are called the Tigers, inspired by the Flying Tigers. The San Antonio story of David Lee, Tex Hill, after this. Countywide Service Company and Daikin, providing the number one HVAC brand in the world to the homes of Bear County. Reliable, affordable, built in Texas by Texans. Call Countywide Service today to schedule your hassle-free system evaluation. Countywide Service and Daikin makes sense for the homes of Bear County. Call 210-732-9772. License number TACLA 280-66E. Tex Hill was an American hero as a triple flying ace and squadron leader of the legendary Flying Tigers during World War II. He retired in Military City, USA as a brigadier general. Today, a generous scholarship is named in his honor to attend the school he did as a young boy. San Antonio Academy. I'm Sonny Melendrez. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-I uh, almost gave the number again. Uh-oh. Yeah, but uh, I am going to give another number now. Uh, 135. Wow. 135 people came to donate blood. We're going to find out more from uh, Natalie Sheridan, uh, the tr- the, all the, the, the precise numbers. They were there until, I think, 430. Yeah. Uh, still with, with people donating blood, and um, I think she said we were s- trying to get above 95. I think we got close to, I know we got above 105. So 10 more units may seem small, but it's significant, especially for the duration of the time, getting 10 more people to come in. That's 30 different lives that are affected by that donation. That's significant. What I liked about it, too, is I was... Worried about the uh, traffic and the parking, yeah. And uh, the, the blood the blood folks are really doing a, and Milbergers have done a great job of with those appointments and then the arrangements for the uh, parking that it was uh, just pr- smooth. And and you br- brought that up when you were encouraging people, even if you didn't have an appointment, come on in. They'll find a place for you. They'll let you know when you how long you have to wait, and then you can yeah. They just kind of. They really make it very, very easy. Um, so lots of stuff happening. Uh, we've had rain. We've had winds. We've had all kinds of challenges to gardening. <laughs> yeah, I want to uh, talk with Jerry a little bit about uh, this uh, the tomato situation now, Jerry. The uh, I, I've never seen so many leaf-footed bugs in my whole life. Uh, and <laughs> I of course, think it was the rain, the water. Huh? I think it was the rain of the water. Wow. I, you know, I, I, I have not sprayed this this year because i uh am trying to i i've planted so many uh, butterfly attracting plants so close to uh 
uh, my peach trees. Mm-hmm. You know, and the tomatoes, I could spray them, I suppose, yeah. but they're kind of segregated there. But the peach trees are in big squares, and in there I've planted porterweed and all this kind yeah. of stuff. But if you get near the plant, you just get about get swept. Oh, my goodness. Of, so, the peaches. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah the, the peaches. peaches. And uh, some of the – some folks have said the – I haven't broke down and gotten a, a vacuum cleaner yet. I just can't ima- imagine that, that that would work. But I guess some gardeners have done done that without uh, just kind of uh, reduce the the numbers. Now, in past years, I've had uh, pretty good luck with uh, uh, seven or malathion. Um, the other thing is you can... I guess you can just uh let's see what are we we're ten days two weeks away from June golds ripening and some others ripening, so maybe you can person can just wait but uh what what's your on tomato <coughs> tomatoes kind of at the end of the season too what's your what's your thinking spray um or just wait them out do you think I think wait them out on the stink bugs I yeah. mean no. Leaf yeah, and there's stink bugs in there too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, and then of course the black. I think they're in the same family. Yeah, leaf the, bugs, the same, bugs. same a lot of the same damage they provide. But uh, gosh, I can just imagine uh, new gardeners kind of getting overwhelmed by these big, fierce-looking leaf-footed bugs. <laughs> on it's just large numbers. Yeah, uh, uh, we've had a couple calls. I mean, it's it's no, enough that it's. It's clearly out there and happening. It's significant. I had a call from uh, Dr. Larry Stein, who was uh, looking at our uh, rodeo tomato test Yeah. Uh, this year. And uh, they planted some over at the children's garden. And uh, Larry said he'd never seen so many spider mites. Wow. They're thick, too, huh. this year. Uh, they want every plant, which is unusual, but they want every plant. And uh, uh, then he he went he went out to the commercial farmer's place, and luckily they weren't that thick out there where we do our testing for the rodeo tomato. And uh, uh, Niels Perry wrote a wrote some art uh, in the newsletter uh, the other day. But it's been a couple of weeks now, back, uh, about spider mice. And uh, he he mentioned that they've taken the kale thing, you know, the oh, yeah. one that was specifically for spider mice off the market. And I think, I think uh, we'll have to ask Trace about this, but I think that uh, they came back with a... a uh, Spider mite control that uh, only contained uh, uh, neem oil, which I don't I don't know whether the neem oil does any good or just spraying them with a sharp hose. Almost like like the uh, preventative, you know, the yeah. seaweed e- extract. You're right. Really, you don't expect it to s- stop the. The uh, entirely stop the growth of the population. You try, maybe you could slow it down no. a little bit, but once it starts that 
you start seeing so many in webs and everything, it's a, it's a tough cause. Yeah, the hotter it is, uh, the faster they multiply. Uh, I, I think they say above 90 degrees, the spider mite population, the whole population will double in three days. Hmm. Now, what are we thinking in terms? I, I think we um, have a pretty a pretty good performance from our uh, rodeo tomato this oh, year. Oh yeah, eighty eight forty nine. Yeah, I was proud of that. Yeah, I was glad. Same. It's uh, almost in that appeared to be in the league with uh, Tycoon. But you you were uh, some of the, your contacts. The Tycoon uh, fared better in some virus situation. Oh yeah, and I got a. I got a, a text the other day when we were talking about that from uh, Drip Drip Steve. Oh my goodness, we yeah. haven't heard from Drip Steve in a long time. Oh, he's still alive. Well, that's good. I guess. <laughs> I think so. Sounds like if he's emailing you. I got a text. Oh, text. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he called in and said uh, he wanted to remind me that uh, uh, Tycoon was resistant to that virus. Uh, which literally uh, makes the plant non-functional. It doesn't actually kill it. It just doesn't set fruit. And he he wanted me to remember that uh, that at that uh, in that particular instance, a valley cat was also resistant to that virus. Hmm. I couldn't remember that. Yeah, we, uh, we emphasized the nematode resistance. Yeah, but. yeah. But uh, I think that uh, where where I planted them down south, I had a lot of valley because of that nematode thing. And I had, we had tycoon there. And uh, I think that virus killed those valley cats. Oh. I'll have to check my notes to see, but uh, Tycoon was the one that was standout re- resistant to that. Now, we can't get uh, reports today, but uh, maybe uh, I'm anxious to get reports from uh, other gardeners on what kind of performance they've got. Um, you know, I, I haven't se- as far as I can tell, I haven't seen any spider mites yet. Good. And I haven't seen any virus or... Uh, <laughs> Um, fungus problems, but we've had other gardeners call in there. Yeah, but uh, like I said, I have not s- ever seen any as many leaf-footed bugs. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of hoping that the, maybe the uh, the birds would switch their <laughs> interest in tomatoes. To, they don't want to the, eat those stinking yeah, things. They, yeah, they, when I looked at them, of course, especially when they're. Um, uh, mating. Yeah. They look like they're about, like crawdads or something. <laughs> they're, so, they're so big. I don't think we've ever smashed a leaf-footed bug on Milton <laughs> to see if they stink. I, I, I trust you when you say this. Don't, I don't know if I've ever. Have you ever squeezed a leaf-footed no, bug? No, you used to do that all the time. Uh, no, that was a stink bug. Oh, okay. That's in the same family. But uh, come to think of it, yeah. could you bring us some... Uh, Calvin's smiling, which, which leads bring, me to believe that he knows that they still stink <laughs> if you... <laughs> could you bring us some leaf-footed bug, Calvin? I didn't. Uh, I, I said, could I, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I could. <laughs> but, I, but I find them pretty uh, unpleasant. Regular stink bugs don't bother me as much as these uh, 
these big guys do with these leaf-footed bugs. Are <laughs> uh, you, you unpleasant in the fact that they're sucking on your tomatoes or? Um, that and they're just so ugly. And oh, well, you cool at it. Look and, at uh, it. He's you know, it's like doing a beauty contest with bugs. Yeah. Right? Well, it's it's kind of like they should be in zombie movies yeah. or something. You know. <laughs> now we'll tell people that that's that's what's causing those specks uh, on on tomatoes. We even saw some at the top, that, top tomato contest, right. though you could tell the ones. And uh, thank goodness the uh, the the gardener that brought the ones that had specks on it uh, didn't didn't enter them in the show because of that. Oh, now actually, they if if they the uh, outbreak is late, like it seems to be. Mm-hmm. You, uh, uh, the taste isn't been affected. We've been eat, we've right. been eating them. Yeah, and they taste they ta- oh, that's taste good. fine. Yeah, not uh, like the black bear butter butter bug. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that's yeah. what makes me think maybe they don't stink, Milton. Well, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't need there. to know. Why, uh, why do I need to know? <laughs> what to tell the people? Uh-huh, just, the people. Uh, you've been telling people stuff that you just... <laughs> Paul would tell the people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> what would Paul do? I'm, I'm, I don't remember Paul ever talking about insect damage or anything. I guess mm-hmm. he must have, but he, he was... Uh, of course, he was always looking for plants that were not subject or... Uh, <laughs> more resistant to the... Yeah. The, and he yeah. ate that cactus all the time. Oh, okay. uh. Cactus and sunflower <laughs> seeds. What else was he? Uh, he was. He always. He had some pet thing. Yeah. That he would eat. But yeah, you're right. For it seems like years he oh, ate yeah. cactus pads. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The, uh, without the thorns. Yeah. Poor, uh, I kept trying to think of the name. Napolitos? Napolitos. That's it. Now, they made him quit. Good going, Mel. Thank you, sir. They made him quit eating that because it was not uh, affecting his uh, digestive problems he had in a positive manner. But but he was was kind of fanatical about things, you know. You you saw (laughs) saw him every single day eating (laughs) as he was on the radio show chewing on those things. Yeah, trying to get you to eat them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was it? Was Paul instrumental in the having the actual flowers be a part of the menu uh, for the carriage house and them including? Probably. Yeah. I, I, the flowers are edible. I'm yeah, sure. that's what that's what you'd have. You get a whole dish and it have these flowers and <laughs> it said they're not just garnish. They're not just there to make it look better. They're edible. It's part of the thing. Yeah. 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 yeah that's one thing Jerry had. In common, yeah. <laughs> daylilies. Day yeah, Jerry and daylilies. Oh, and Paul. I remember Paul. What it would be? Uh, we weren't going to go back, but yeah, Paul <laughs> brought cream cheese and like begonia leaves or begonia blossoms <laughs> to, and crackers to the show that we were. Yeah, I and they were about good. That. Actually, they were pretty good. Uh, it was surprising. 
All right, we're gonna. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break while we do? Uh, sit back and enjoy. We're back tomorrow at the nursery. Uh, today we're off, and we want to thank Millburgers for letting us record this show. Uh, but uh, you can find out all about the stuff that's happening at the nursery by going to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and you can find about the upcoming events. Um, we, I'm not going to say the date yet because uh, Natalie is going to talk about it. We've already got the next blood drive scheduled. Wow. Yeah, so uh, we're real excited. There, uh, uh, And then some other events coming up. More children's classes are coming up. Uh, more great adult seminars. Uh, David Rodriguez did a terrific job last week uh, talking about uh, citrus and, of course, the blood drive and the top tomato contest. That was absolutely wonderful. Uh, so all those will be done again, uh, but you just need to know, go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about that. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. It's a Texas Superstar Week at Millburgers, and they're featuring Texas Superstars on their sale items. What's a Texas Superstar? These are plants that have been shown to do well throughout Texas to take all our conditions and thrive. And you want Texas Superstars in your garden, and you want to head over to Millburgers this week to save. Like Vinca, the Cora Series is on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.88 cents each. Texas Lilac Vitex, have you seen them blooming all around town? If you want one in your yard, they're just $18.88 in a 3-gallon container. Gold Star Esperanza are absolutely beautiful. They're a Texas Superstar, and they're on sale in the 12-inch pot for just $19.88. You'll save on Duranta, this beautiful bloom. Is a Texas superstar in the 12 inch pot for just $16.88. You can find these and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Learn more online at millburgernursery.com. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedmap.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Sometimes President Trump puts his foot in his mouth when he doesn't have to. In an interview with former Bill Clinton operative and current ABC News anchor George Stephanopoulos, the president said he would not necessarily inform the FBI if a foreign government provided dirt on his political opponents. Not only does the comment give his opponents, including those in Congress who want to impeach him, more fuel for their effort, it is completely unnecessary. All of the Democrats, from Joe Biden's plagiarism and flip-flopping to Bernie Sanders' socialism, have plenty going against them. Furthermore, the president has the issues in his favor, from the economy to record low unemployment, more jobs and job openings than ever, and a rising tide in minority communities. He should be touting that record and featuring people who have benefited from his policies at his rallies. He should also note, as Rush Limbaugh has mentioned, what is happening in California, with rat-infested streets, homelessness, and filth as the future of the country if it turns socialist. That's all the dirt he needs. I'm Cal Thomas. 
For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Are you looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio? Then I recommend you go see the professionals at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Owned and operated by proud American veterans, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is dedicated to professionalism and your privacy. They order their coins and bullion direct from the trading floor, so you know you're getting the most up-to-date pricing possible when you buy. And when it's time to sell your gold or silver items, they pay top dollar. They also accept and sell Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text the owners, Tony Arterburn and his wife, Melissa, today. Call 888-667-1836 or just go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com from bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for uh, letting us uh, spend uh, the first hour or so talking and remembering Paul Cox. Uh, again, uh, if you want more information on Paul, go to planansers.com. Go see the Express News and the write-ups that they have. Uh, and you'll learn to appreciate uh, the, the work that he's done in San Antonio and his uh, I don't want to use the word fingerprints, but uh, there's the botanical garden. Certainly, uh, his his influence is all over. Uh, so, if you love the botanical garden, you recognize the uh, the power of his work. Uh, and I don't think it was always easy. And uh, I think that he had to had to push and pull. And sometimes, like uh, who was it? Ron said that it was beg forgiveness rather than ask permission. So, <laughs> well, we we didn't mention. To that, he uh, his health was never best. I oh, mean, okay. He, he, he was uh, subjected to problems with his health for all the years I knew him. Mm. He and I were cronies. Uh, yeah. We both had Crohn's together, had the same doctor. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but yeah, we want to thank Millburgers for letting us uh, do that. We want to thank you for, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got to learn about uh, and appreciate uh, this great San Antonio horticulturist and botanist. And I forgot the botanist part. I didn't know. And I'm sort of a layman, so I don't know what the terms, all the significance. And, but uh, actually in hearing this, it's clear that there are distinctions. Yeah. Well, if you, uh, Paul would have less interest in lawn care than no. he, than he would in uh uh oh save, saving a uh endangered species okay or, okay that makes sense yeah. that's a good way to i got uh, i got out my millburgers classes and events for 2019 oh, what you got coming up what do we got and coming it look, up it looks like uh, on this thing it says june 30th all right calvin's favorite Kids, uh, birds of prey. Oh, I thought we were doing zinnias and. <laughs> this, this is a, it's a kids class. Oh wow! And uh, ten to eleven. 
That's on, a popular uh, one. June 30th. Unlimited sign up. Oh, good. What does that mean? You don't have to. Uh, that means that that they're don't that they're taking it to some space in the nursery where that they don't care how many people come. Oh, okay. It says unlimited or limited. Unlimited. Okay, that means uh, still probably best to make your reservations if they have crafts and stuff. Yeah. But it sounds like if you want to just come on out June thirtieth, Saturday. Yeah. What what time? We don't pressure say? me. I'm sorry. Ten I'm sorry. to eleven. I got excited. Ten okay. o'clock to eleven o'clock. And those are always really popular. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah, they're, they're, that's, that's, except when they let the barge go. Oh, yeah. We had the one that didn't want to go back. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Um, and when you had the team from the the uh, Last Chance Forever came over there for several days trying to lure the hawk back. And they decided, the hawk decided that it was easier probably just to go back than to. Yeah. I think they'd get a lot more people if they'd let. Let let the uh, parents take pictures of buzzards on their yeah, uh, vultures on their uh, children. You have never stopped encouraging and pushing that idea, <laughs> but it's. Still... I want to get one on Calvin's head, or <laughs> I know you that, do. You know, I think they have buzzards have sharp claws, don't they, or just oh, sharp man. beaks? No, well, they're sh- yeah, they got sharp claws. Do they? Okay. Or have Calvin laying down with a vulture on him? Well, yeah. he was looking at him. He was. Uh, teasing about that and then the next thing we knew there's this yeah one flew right flying right at me you know? <laughs> and then you you kind of th- you think about that should i duck or should i just stay in here and face that and maybe uh get poked in the eyes yeah <laughs> they go by but they veered up yeah they uh yeah it was uh, not i an wonder issue. if that's going to be those uh Last chance, baby. Oh, I'm get. sure. I, I would guess. We'll Birds find out. But yeah. Okay. You don't have uh, on you the so it's June 30th. You can go to MillbergerNursery.com for more information. Right. Do you have the stuff for GVST on you this evening? As we're seventeenth. Okay. So yeah, it's Monday, June 17th. Yeah. So yeah, not, that'll be yeah. two good two days spoke. from today. Two good speakers. Uh, Mark Fanick. Yeah. Mark Fanick's going to uh, talk about the um, the history of uh, Fanix Nursery, which is really interesting, and also uh, crepe myrtles. He's going to talk a lot about right. crepe myrtles. He's good, too. Yeah. And I, then the second speaker was uh, somebody else we know. Bill... Bill, Bill Spielen. Yeah, you knew that, Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bird, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, and he's going to talk about plants and attracting birds to your landscape. That'll be good. Bill plants, does a great yeah. job. So that sounds like a... That's his coming... That's... Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. So the Noon cost of that is? Nothing, unless you would like to donate $5. It would be appreciated, as yeah. they say. Because <laughs> they, they have food and refreshments. Over. Yeah. And they they also have a plant sale or a swamp? Yeah. Is it a sale? sale. I think they have a sale. And an so o- opportunity for you to look at all the projects yeah. that are available that you could participate in. Lots of fun projects, some challenging projects. Uh, projects are going to learn a lot and projects that are important to the community. So, you know, if you're looking for a little, making a little more out of your life and learning a more, a little more horticulture, uh, kind of look at those, go to that presentation and uh, check out those projects. Well, you know, we need to, to revisit that because I have yet to meet anyone who 
didn't get involved in one of the many gardening organizations who uh, didn't feel like it was uh, it enhanced their life and their gardening experience, whether it's uh, Master Gardeners, GVST, Rose Society, uh, Cactus and Xerophyte Society. The Men's Garden, uh, San Antonio Men's yeah. Garden Club, too. Yeah. They reminded me their 50-year anniversary is. When is that? August 23rd. All right. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to get them on. We'll talk about that. That's and they've right. got some members that... Uh, <laughs> Were there at the beginning? There were babies at the, at the beginning of that. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were too. Very uh, cool. We'll 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 get them on. We'll talk about that. But yeah, there. That's kind of that's a garden club with that's an action organization. They've been involved in a lot of projects. Started the uh, children's garden. At Is the, that right? The ma- master gardeners are. Involved with, but still, still a lot of men's garden club people are there. Oh yeah, General Dave Thomas started. That. Yeah, he used to do a radio show on uh, on uh, on Bill McReynolds' show. Oh okay. And uh, Fridays, I think they were. Uh, Fridays, I think they were on. And uh, he'd get on there and talk about chemicals that the public couldn't find and. Uh, <laughs> Too dangerous for the public to use, but uh, he did a good job. General Dave. Now, were you, you're saying that as though that was a point of frustration. Oh, yeah. As though you were probably <laughs> getting calls, people find, trying to find out where they can get this, <laughs> this thing they just heard about. Now, right. now there's people that identify him as uh, yeah, the old, old, old yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, as, as we get older, yeah, I think I think Trace sometimes gets a little frustrated. Yeah, when, you know, you can use such and such on that; <laughs> it's off the market. <laughs> what? Why would they do that? <laughs> yep, that's uh, on the spider mite deal. That's so yeah, they the, took caltheine off too. Well, you know that the, the seven. Well, we emphasized how that was off the market, but actually, it's not. It's available in a lot of nurseries still because of, if you had product oh you could continue to sell it yeah and i think wholesalers could sell it too so there's uh millburgers has uh, offers seven products uh, and then i've seen it at other places too so if you uh like you know we were talking about these uh leaf-footed bugs and mm-hmm. the stink bugs and things uh, that's one of those products that you can utilize that's one of the best. Yeah, it works well. Is that leaf, right? For leaf-footed bugs. The ones that we don't know if they stink or not. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we, we, either, don't, we don't need to know. There's no hey, value maybe, in knowing. Maybe Calvin can bring some stink bugs tomorrow. Big, or a big uh, <laughs> a hammer. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Milton didn't like... Yeah, of course, you brought them in mixed with blackberries. Oh, yeah. And then offered it to me like it was a treat. Yeah. Here, you enjoy. I picked these just for you. <laughs> for They're his, moving. For his mother. Yes, that was uh, <laughs> that was so sweet. I was gonna, that, why didn't you give it to her? I'm not going to give my mother a box of blackberries with bugs all over them. You couldn't I, even wash that off. You couldn't even see the blackberries. There were so many bugs on that thing. Well, they were black. That's true. Yeah, so they, they, they seem <laughs> That's to... That's why they call them blackberry bitter bugs. bugs. Okay. I see. And I those stink it, uh, bugs may be the same way. I thought it was because they caused the blackberries to be bitter from walking over them and injecting yeah, they, they do. Yeah. They do. So, okay, we got a, a few more minutes left, about five minutes. What else is going on in the gardening world? Is is Has the weather not impacted anything? I know... 
I still see a lot of tree limbs down, and I see it, it worries me a little bit because I see a lot of oak trees with broken limbs. Really? Yeah. They, um, I saw somebody posted something, and I think it was from like a, a citywide or state source saying, heavy rains and high winds make trees fall down. Uh, and I know that in, uh, uh, I didn't see it anything but on social media, but gosh, I don't know how old the tree was. I'm curious. The one at SAC at the, uh, the, the Kaler home, uh, they said it was over a hundred is what the article said. It just pulled up out of the ground. Yeah. It's, it's not, it wasn't broken. It was just out. Hmm. And it just, and that just saddens That's me. That's one of the, uh, one of the problems with our shallow soil is that oh, okay. don't have a, a deep root system. Hey, but they are, uh, you're right, they are, my neighborhood, the branches, pecans are breaking, hackberries okay. are breaking, mulberries are breaking. And maybe they're not oaks. I think a couple of them I thought were oaks, but maybe they're just the weaker wooded trees that really took the well, wind hard. I think you could, you could have some oaks. Too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, if you drop by Millburgers or you want, want the... Uh, Newsletter, the June newsletter is out. Okay. You can go to Millburgers or MillburgerNursery.com. Yeah. And uh, you get it online or, mm-hmm. like you say, have them send you one. Um, I, I don't know if Calvin wrote these uh, <laughs> questions and answers or not because yeah. seniors are not mentioned. In really? the question and answer. Oh, then unlikely that he... Uh, it's unlikely that he did that. What was the question? <laughs> Is a purple leaf plum tree an edible fruit tree? Okay. Did you uh, answer that, Kevin? I, I'm, I, I have through my history sometime, but yeah, not, not yes, recently. It, yes, it is. It produces a rather small... Sour plum, which makes excellent jelly or jam. Now that wasn't me. That wasn't you. I told you. I th- th- uh, I find it a lot of others, even uh, Mexican plum and others, easier to much easier to produce than yeah than purple leaf plum. Purple leaf plum. Yeah, they get uh, bacterial leaf spot big time. And droughts are not there. They have trouble with droughts. They kind yeah. Of, Always seems like they're well. They're constantly stressed. I guess that is true. There. Yeah. Another question is: My newly planted three-gallon oleander mm. has one bloom on it, on it. Should I prune it and when? And the answer is: Your oleander requires very little in the way of attention or care, and the deer won't eat it. Okay. Yeah. But once. Yeah, that's what Calvin explained last <laughs> week. Though. Since they bloom on new growth, pruning is normally done just before they break dormancy in the spring. Tip pruning at that time will increase the fullness of the plant and therefore the blossoms. Uh, the uh, we we got uh, we 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 have developed a new uh, oleander. There was well four four new ones that's supposed to be more cold hardy. See that's the problem with oleanders even in South Central Texas is uh, when we get those cold snaps, uh, sometimes they'll freeze. The the and if it's a bad cold snap, it freeze them all the way to the ground. So uh, but they come back of course, and then then also we have. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.